Scott and Liam versus Evil. So have you seen that they're finally going to DNA test Loch Ness to try and prove whether or not there is actually a monster? I actually kind of have seen this story. I didn't read it, but I did see the kind of headlines and is that what they're going to do? Apparently, experts are planning to take samples from the waters of the Scottish lake so that they can carry out DNA tests to find out what species live in there. So they're, they're trying to test for like reptile DNA and skin and urine and stuff like that. Which I think if we find out when they're going to do it, if we all go up and have like a group circle jerk and it'll lock, then it'll throw all their tests <laughs> off and they'll think that there's like something seriously, seriously fucked up in there. I'm up for it. I think about imagine, imagine you tested a river and you found out there was like fucking 116 different types of semen. You'd be like, whoa, that monster's fucking weird, man. <laughs> Aye. When you were saying that there about how they were going to um, test Lake, uh, Loch Ness, I, oh, I, I could think he was uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Japanese scientists are going to set off explosives in Lake Loch Ness. And I can't remember where it is, but... Uh... <laughs> Good paraphrasing this. <laughs> Welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 68. I'm Liam. And I'm Scott. And this week, it's my motherfucking pick, and it is the fantastic... The incredible, the 100% logical 1990 B-movie Demon Wind. This was made in 1990? 1990. For fuck's sake, I was I was watching it thinking it was an 80s film, thinking, right, fair enough. I mean, it was probably filmed in, like, 1989, so it would technically still be an 80s film. it just get released in 1990. So I take it with that reaction that you're not a fan of Demon Wind? Like, how can anybody be a fan of Demon Wind? Like, I've I did have a lot of notes though, um, written for it, uh, because of how fucking absolutely like. Okay, last week's episode was mind boggling because it was time travel and it was bizarre and you had to try and follow it. This one is mind boggling because it doesn't make any sense. Ah, well, aye, aye, I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. This movie. It makes sense for the first maybe six to seven minutes <laughs> and then plot just goes clean out the window and it does not give a fuck what it's doing. It just goes wild. Uh, actually, I'll read the synopsis and then I want to start out with a review that i seen on IMDb because I think it says everything. Right. Uh, the, the synopsis is, with the need to investigate the mysterious death of his grandparents, Corey and his friends assemble back to the old farm where it all began 60 years earlier. Now, there is a user on IMDb just called Andy. So if you're an Andy and you're listening and you wrote this, I apologise because I am going to rip the piss. Uh, it starts with, this is verbatim what this guy has wrote. So he's, he's rated it 7 out of 10. It's not bad. Even of some scene may seem idiot... <laughs> it's got it's got its scary moments the plot is classic a couple of friends got to the old ruined house of one of them to investigate on the death of his parents and understand his past but something evil starts to happen and it's already too late there are good air quotes black humour moments too <laughs> just in the typical 80s way good special effects 
average with its highs and lows acting and directing, good atmosphere and a strongly appropriate location make this movie look good enough to be seen and perfect for Halloween nights. In the end, I've seen bigger production look much more poor. So, Demon Wind. Wow. So they really like anybody write anything on the internet, don't they? Yeah. Andy, Andy may have... Uh, took like a bad fall or something before he wrote <laughs> that uh, not to mention that he actually he rated it 7 he seemed to enjoy it but he got the plot or the little plot there is totally wrong it's <laughs> nothing to do with the guy's parents it clearly states grandparents but thanks Andy <laughs> 60 years ago an entire family vanished without a trace now one young man must face the demon wind how do we get to the Carter place from here? Your cat? I think something bizarre has been going on at that farm for a long time. I want to find out what. It's a gateway to hell, and there's no turning back. New protesta Santana vivid? What did it say? It said, now Satan shall walk. Please, boy. Don't go up there. I have to. You can't leave. Never mind. It's an altar to the devil. No, it, it really is beautiful. Jack, there is something here, something evil. No! 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 Please help me! What? Oh God, help me! No! I will be done. So this uh, movie starts with the same bizarre Christian song as the, another fucking dodgy pick that you had chosen, um, <laughs> Blood Salvage. It's that uh, weird, are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Like literally, if you think of the words, they literally like, cut a sheep open and have a bath in his blood. Ah, but it's, that's all uh, Catholicism. Because it, it's cut into pictures of Jesus and his pals. And... Uh, I think that song is a genuine hymn. It must be, because there's no danger that two movies have just made up yeah, a no, song or I, used the it, same song. It's a genuine hymn, yeah. And I think the lamb is Jesus. I think I think that's the whole idea, like the innocent or some shit like that or something. <laughs> is, the, is the lamb Jesus? Um, are we the lamb? I don't know. It's all a fucking nonsense. Don't get me started on religion. It's too late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should uh, contact Andy on IMDb and see what he <laughs> thinks about religion. <laughs> it is a fucking creepy song though, man. Religion is proper fucked. 
Oh, yeah, a million percent. The Pope's now come out and uh, told all the LGBTQ community that God made them that way, which is fucking brilliant, but how can they just keep picking and choosing? Yeah, well, I was um, talking to uh, Fish on Twitter today um, when he said, um, recommend me a book, and I was like, the Bible. And he's like, hi, oh, I, I go to that whenever I'm feeling horny. So I tried to find the, the passage that I read one time when I was in a hotel room and I read the Bible, and it's from Ezekiel 23, I think, and uh, chapters well, all the chapters actually, because it's fucking the whole Ezekiel bit is mental. Like they obviously use the bit of Ezekiel in Pulp Fiction, but there's another part where it talks about this woman loving sex so much that she would um, she looked for lovers with uh, sexual uh, organs the size of donkeys with essence as, uh, as strong as horses. So basically, she wants a guy with a big fucking huge dick that will have big powerful jizz that will just spray her right in the face. There's a bit later on that says how how they they they, spray, they leave their essence on her. As well, so she's getting jizzed all of her tits and everything, so it's like proper. The Bible's mental, man. Times haven't really changed either. No. <laughs> no. That's, that's what most girls look for in a night out, or guys, that's, to be honest. That is what I, I've heard. <laughs> uh, just go straight into your notes. Is I can tell this movie's going to be one that you're going to rate 10 out of 10, and I think this is the one that will convert you to the Grindhouse B-movie idea. <laughs> right. So we get um, in this old kind of barn farmhouse thing where these this couple is trying to stop out demons coming in. Um, the woman's trying to stop them and it turns out that her husband's behind her and then he spits out some gross bloody spunk out his mouth and I'm like, what the fuck's this all about? And then they do a kind of jump back and forth and he starts changing from being fine to being like demoned up. And then they give him that multi-layered demon voice. It's such a cliche to signify that he is a demon. Like fuck's sake. So, <laughs> so then, so this, so then this, this, uh, this is essentially is our main character's grandparents. This is the kind of prologue. Uh, uh, prologue. Yeah. Epilogue. Yeah. Prologue. Did, did you hear that? Did you hear that, Andy? Grandparents, <laughs> not parents. So we're getting to see kind of what happens to them and the reason why he essentially goes to try and find them because. Um, He's not really entirely sure what had happened to him. He never met them. So the, the grandfather starts attacking the grandmother because uh, the grandfather is demonised. The grandmother then uh, says, if the crystal breaks, it's the end for the both of us. Like It's a snow globe you've picked up, Hen. That's not a crystal. That is an actual snow globe. There's like a wee house inside it and everything that is not even close to a crystal. Like, oh, man. I bet it's a powerful snow globe. Aye. So she's hiding it, right? She's like, if it breaks, then it ruins the, the two is of deed. So she lets the like, she lets her husband properly like cut her to bits and all the blood go everywhere before she eventually drops it and smashes the crystal or the snow globe, to which blows the house up. Which actually, now that I think it, now that I'm thinking this back, that is never actually explained why the crystal was involved in the first place. Well, it's strange until you get like three minutes later and you realise that. It's not going to explain most things that happen, so just roll, just roll with it. But see a snow globe bomb. Do you think that would actually work? A snow globe bomb. Like, see, like you can get on a plane with a snow globe. I done it once, but they, they still like they fucking analysed it quite a bit. Do you not need but to put it in your you, bag because there's liquid inside it? I think that's what they were raging about. Mm. But because it was in the box, they were okay with it because they realised it hadn't been tampered with. So I suppose that already answers my question. Uh, a snowball bomb wouldn't work. But if you made the snow out of like tiny little particles of nitroglycerin, as soon as someone shook it, it would just explode. Hmm. See what I always thought though, right? 
is because you know how they don't let you take like liquids onto the plane in case you turn them into a bomb. Yeah. You're only allowed 100 mils of each liquid, right? Yeah. One, you could probably take like I don't know how much I don't know how many mils of liquid you need to make a bomb, but you could take enough in 100 mil containers to then turn it into a bomb on a plane. So having them be containers doesn't make a difference. But what I'm going to say is that uh, in this day and age, you know, like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth is big enough that you could just put like build your bomb and check it into the, the hold and then you don't even need to bother about taking it through security and then use your phone and set it after there. Ah, but that's what uh, the Lockerbie thing was all about. That's, that's been done. What? Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. That's a really mean joke about the Lockerbie <laughs> bombing and I feel, I feel so fucking bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, that's been done. So... I don't know why I, I got on the subject to try to block planes. I don't want to. I'm not a terrorist. Please, please don't come and get us. We're Christian. I think if they listen to the start of the episode, <laughs> they'll also know that that's not that true. Idea, I'm definitely not Christian. But yeah, so she drops a snow globe, which is some sort of bomb, and it blows up and kills them all. And then we cut to our main kind of protagonist and his girlfriend, possibly. Yeah, uh-huh. Driving in the car. And this is when they're this is they're they're heading up to the cabin or the the house the farmhouse. They're driving like a back road like a like a farm road through a, through the fields, like and it also doesn't say where this is set. But they're all American, but they they're driving through like a glen in Scotland or like in Wales. Yeah, this setting. It, it looks very very kind of UK local. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, can I ask you a question? When the, the car's driving through the field, right, it's proper off-roading along this field. We cut to this wee weird lassie that's just standing out in the middle of the field in her nightie, and she just starts pointing sticks at the cars. Uh-huh. Why? Well, yeah, well, I, I have no idea, Scott. I never made the fucking movie. <laughs> and then she takes a stick, and she points it at like a, a skull that's just lying, like a dead sheep skull that's lying in the field, and then the music starts to try and tell me that that's supposed to be dead sinister. I think that's what it's used for. Rather than like them putting in a more obvious trope, they've just put a wee ginger lassie, and then that like, you think, oh shit, the stuff's about to get weird. So it works. It it does exactly what it's meant to do. <laughs> but it is strange that the lassie only really appears one more time, and they see her, and then it's like, that's it. We will now never ever speak of this again. <laughs> <laughs> the real Lassie character never gets brought up nobody ever finds out why she's there or what she's doing and that's it again just roll it they, they come over the hill and they come up against the worst looking set of a gas station ever in history like this is in the middle of a field Like they've genuinely tried to avoid all human contact when making this film because they know they would have just got battered off anybody who's seen <laughs> making it just makes no sense and is full on shite it is literally a, a cardboard house that says gas station and cafe. And they're trying to pretend as if this is an actual legit road with a legit cafe and gas station on it. <laughs> but, but then, I don't, don't see anything, anything wrong with that gas station. It has well, gas pumps. Conceivably, it could still pump gas, even if the office itself looks a bit cardboard. So it could still actually serve its purpose. We get to see the gas pumps because our main character has like some kind of weird dream where he's naked at the worst set-up gas station in history. What was that all about? It's a dream, man. Weird things happen in dreams. Right, look, I know that we're only <laughs> at the start of this movie, right? But I think you've actually peaked, uh, reached peak shite. 
<laughs> well, I'm afraid that Andy on IMDb would have to disagree with you. Honestly, man, this is like it just it. The acting is so terrible, and everything about it is so absolute shite, right? So they're looking at this uh, gas station, I think, and and the blonde girl who's with our main character Corey is saying we don't need to go or we, we don't need to stay here. I can't remember if something happens or if he's just a bit freaked out trying to go and try and find his grandparents or whatever. And she's like, we can just go home. Why don't we just go home? And then about six friends just turn up. I'm like, why are these friends here? They just actually all come in one at a time and do like, a, you know how like that, that stupid um, video that's like a wee meme where all the kids are like, I'm Andy, I'm Gemma, I'm Jim to you and they do a wee shite dance. This is how these friends yeah. appear in this movie. They all come in one at a time and do a wee fucking skit and then they move on. I'm like, why are these people even here? Like, I hate them all. But the question I'm to ask is, the blonde bird wanted to just sack the whole trip and go home 10 minutes ago. Why would she do that if she knew that all these friends were supposed to be turning up? Maybe she doesn't like them, because when the pals turn up, you've got the blonde quiff guy who plays like the jock, comes in, obviously with his girlfriend, and then just winches the blonde bird that is yeah, with yeah, our tri- main character. Yeah, tries to winch him. Uh, and then... Apparently that guy with the quiff eh, went on after this just to do like a lot of porn, softcore wow. porn and gay porn. No, he, he he would actually be the best character in this movie. Actually, like certainly the best actor. No, I'm sorry, the best character still to come. Oh, I'm, we'll, we'll no, get to that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but the it is strange. It's like you'd maybe if you if you were really upset about your grandparents mysteriously dying and you were having nightmares, you'd maybe ask, like, me or Lena to come with you, or me and Lena to come with you and Lorne. You wouldn't really invite every single friend that you had ever had in your life, even people that you didn't know that well, but you wouldn't invite everyone up to the weekend. That is a strange plot point. I will agree with that. So you've got Jock and the dark-headed lassie turn up. You've got... Uh-huh. the guy with the glasses who talks dead posh with his girlfriend turns up but it's really weird because our main character like goes over and like properly hugs him as if they're best best pals but the, the, the posh guy with the glasses reacts as if right okay I don't know you that well it just doesn't yeah it, may, it doesn't make any sense yeah like why is this douche here yeah and, and all the girls kind of hate on him as well yeah it's a, it's a strange setup. so I think they fanny about inside the gas station for people then they go outside and when they go outside, another car drives up. This, <laughs> like, I don't even understand what this whole scene is about. This car drives up with one guy driving and the other guy climbed over the back in a proper, like, cape and bow tie magician. And he comes up, he jumps off and he pulls out some flowers or fucking something. And then, I don't even know if they call themselves, like, a weird, like, magician name but he turns out to be the ex of the girl who the jock is now with and he tries to kind of say to the girl for lucky nothing else to say i want to get back with you so the jock throws a can at him and then he just starts fucking karate kicking proper jump up and karate kicking this can in the ear and i'm sure at one point you can actually see the fishing wire that's making the cans zoom up and down he kicks it up a couple of times and he does a roundhouse kick and fucking kicks it at the jock's head it's just doesn't make any sense. Well, actually, he is Chuck, the magic Chuck. He's also a magician and a karate expert. It's obvious. He's dressed like a magician and the way he's thrown round his kicks, 
you know, right, this guy's gonna when the demons inevitably come in, because the movie's called Demon Wind, he's gonna be the one kicking fuck out of them. <laughs> I, I thought that scene was fucking brilliant because it is so like imagine watching this with all your pals and a few beers. That scene's gonna be fucking cult status. You're gonna cheer when it's on because why has the guy did such an extravagant roundhouse fucking windmill <laughs> kick to a can and how has the blonde guy just stood there and watched it the entire time and let it bounce off his head why who knows who knows but it was fun while it lasted and I enjoyed it and I can't wait for the next time Magical Chuck comes back on screen Magical Chuck Magical Chuck looks like a poor man's Kevin Bacon that's dressed up in Buffy the Vampire Slayer vampire makeup <laughs> he does he looks a lot like Kevin Bacon he's actually yeah. he is a proper karate legend I think he's actually a commentator for some sort of mixed martial arts not UFC obviously but he's quite heavily involved in the fight scene so that roundhouse kick he's seen is genuine and authentic oh no I, I believe that um, he was actually throwing some real kicks so like he I believe that that's probably the most believable thing about the whole movie <laughs> the acting in this whole part right this kind of back and forth between all these friends it is so wooden like, it's literally, they might as well be holding the scripts and reading it right off the page in front of us. Yeah, and the dialogue is poor. Like, logically poor. And just the way sentences are structured, <laughs> poor. It is, uh, yeah, it is. The, the script is absolutely awful. Like, it, it's, it is, it's horrible. But anyway, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll skip over that. They then all decide, I think the, the old guy at the, the gas stations tries to scare them away, but I'm thinking, why do these the old guys at gas stations not just say, look, people, I'm not fucking around. This place is, like, no, bizarre and bonkers. I, you really should go away just now. You see, they try to say, try and scare them away, because they always be like, ah, oh, fuck you, old man, I'm going up. Yeah, so they do, they say, fuck you, old man, and they do go back up, they go along with their, their trip. They turn up to the house, the, uh, the old farmhouse, and it's like a wreck. It's... There's the door still there, I think, and maybe the corners of the room, but it's like a, it's been blown up, obviously, when she dropped the crystal slash snow globe and blew the place up. But they go up, and I, I don't know how, I don't know if it, it just is this way or it had to do anything, but when you look in through the door, it's it doesn't look like it should look because it should you should be looking out towards the hills, but you're not. You're looking into a house as if it's not blown up, as if it's a full house. So they walk in through the door, and it is. Once they walk through the door, they're in. It's like a passageway, and they're inside the house as it used to be when his grandparents lived in it. I say, surely they should be more freaked out walking into that house. They're all just walking in as if they say, "I know this is fine. This is normal. This is good." Walking into through a doorway and it like a kind of hell demon portal is probably less weird than that guy roundhouse kicking a can in there so they've probably got their priorities right they're probably like well at least chuck's no fucking kicking things so let's just roll it maybe (laughs) the posh guy's girlfriend i can't remember what her name is but um i should wrote these names down uh the girl with the the, the posh guy's girlfriend yeah the girl uh, with the is it it begins with a bonnie bonnie Ah, that's okay let's call her bonnie she goes up and there's some writing over the fireplace and it's like, fuck's sake, Ken, and it never read the Latin. And it, and it just sets the house off and it just starts, you know, like all the cupboards open and shake and uh, things smash. And then Corey tells him, everybody get out, get out, get out. And then this knife on the door just starts, on the table just starts to move and take forever to sit up to eventually Corey looks at it and it comes zooming across and stabs like in the wall about two feet from his head and he just does a really crap, bad acted look at the 
the knife and then runs out. Like he literally stared at it moving for about the good ten minutes before he <laughs> actually left. See the the face he does reminds me of the face you do when someone says something like overtly racist or offensive or wrong. <laughs> like when, when he sees that knife coming, it, it's like such a look of like shock kind of laughter but like oh my god I can't believe that just happened <laughs> and it, it it does it, it is terrible <laughs> so they go outside and the I think he's like saying no 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 we're not going anywhere we're going to stay and find out what to my grandparents and then there's like a crucifix nearby and this big the skeleton fucking skeleton starts moving and falls off the cross and that scares me but the exploding house didn't again you're looking for logic where there is none the this is when the jock guy is the most sensible person in the whole movie. He is bang on. He's like, let's get the fuck out of here, and nobody listens to him. No wonder you wouldn't listen to him because he's just running about fucking tongue fucking everybody's bird. You'd be like, get him to fuck, get my way. I'm not gonna listen to him, even if he's right. I can't let all the girls see that I'm going to accept his his logic because he keeps trying to winch them all. Well, that's true. That's true. The I think this is the point where Corey says something along the lines of, "No, um, I think the house is is actually looking out for us. It's, it's a safe place or some shite nonsense like that, which is total bullshit because they tried to stab him about ten minutes ago. Um, <laughs> they try to jump in their cars and all the batteries are dead, so they're fucked. Yep. And then, like, my note is, what in the fuck is going on? Some lightning bolts come and then you get three wee lassies standing in the field. Uh huh. And then, and then uh, I think they smile. I don't know if they've got demon voices. I can't remember. But then Bonnie runs away, and she runs into one of the wee lasses at the other side, who does grab her and who does have like a demon voice, and then just turns her into a doll, out of <laughs> and Then it blows up into fire, and then the posh guy picks it up, and the doll goes, "You lied!" And then it just drops it. It's like, and that is never explained, not once. <laughs> In fact, do a couple of scenes later on in the movie that actually makes that seem even more confusing. <laughs> what, was, what was that all about? So far, right, right, you've got explosions, you've got demons eating people, you've got karate, and now you've got demon children and doll transformations that talk uh, again. You're, this movie's for fun. You're watching this to enjoy the 90 minutes. You don't need to overthink things. The fact that it's got all of them, there's fucking Steven Seagal movies that don't even have that much karate in them. <laughs> and people still enjoy them. This is still an enjoyable film. <laughs> I don't know. I, anyway, so uh, they all go back. No, now, what happens here? Do they, they try and walk away? Yeah, they try and leave and they try and walk away because the cars won't start and then uh, a big mist comes over them. I guess that is the demon wind that's blowing over them, yeah. and it moves them into a different place when, when they can see again. They're like, oh, we're in a different area, and then it comes back again, and then they're in a different area, and then it comes back again, and then they're back at the cabin, or back at the farmhouse. They're like, oh, fuck, we yep. might as well go into the house then. And uh, so, but I don't know, my next note for this is, is just between a, a chat between Chuck and Terry, and that's the karate kicker and his ex-girlfriend who's now going out with the jock. And it's, it's literally, it's when Chuck is asking for Terry back, it's literally so wooden. It's like, oh no, I really, really miss you. Yeah, I know you really miss me, but I'm with uh, I'm with Jock now and that's just the way it is. Or, you know, but I, why, why don't we go back together? No, I mean, I'm just, I mean, that's actually more emotion in it than, than they had. 
and I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be wooden. You're succeeding. <laughs> you're always, you, you're always fucking wooden. You <laughs> I'm, two, I'm two cans of cider gone, by the way. So <laughs> I had to uh, when I was watching the film again earlier on. I was just like, I'm going to just need to start drinking because it makes this movie so much more fun and I can't wait to hear what Scott says about it. Right, what part are you actually now? Because I'm about to go into The Magician's Dream. Are you at that? Yeah, go for it. I, to be honest, I'm just riffing off your notes, so go on to whatever you want. Okay, so we get the two magicians getting woke up, Chuck and... I don't know what the other guy's name is. And there's a woman outside who is wearing this weird kind of basque thing that's cut underneath her boobs, so she's got her boobs out, which... Dream boobs... Right, okay, fair enough. There you go, add that to the list of explosions, karate, <laughs> demon children, and now, boobs. It's it's quite a creepy scene, like, she's trying to call them out of the house, because apparently this, the the, uh, the cabin actually is a safe place, it's got, like, a spell on it, so the demons are trying to call them out of the house to be able to, like, kill them or turn them into demons or whatever it is they want to do them, and she's coming up with her boobs and that, trying to lure them out, and, uh the magicians turn around and realise that it's only calling them to because all the rest of the people are asleep. So, so they do what anybody would do and say, right, fuck it, let's go. And they, then they head outside to, to get the demons. Are you saying you wouldn't follow dream tits? But the thing is, if... they, they don't go following dream tits. They don't go like saying, oh yes man, there's a hot bird out there wanting to bang us. They don't do that. They, they know that it's, that it's a trick. They know that it's a trap, but they still go anyway. Again, it's probably safer to be... To follow the demon and be in the chuck with fucking eh, to be in the chuck with to be in the house with a karate kick wielding chuck. Yeah, <laughs> well, so uh, karate kick and chuck and his pal go outside with a they've got a shotgun and a pistol. I can't remember where they got it from. I think they might even brought it, brought it with them. I can't remember. And they go <laughs> searching for the demons. I think they, there is a barn that shit happens. So no fact, there's no been in the barn yet. So they go out and uh, the demons start coming. And it is quite a creepy scene. There's demons coming through all ends. And it's reminiscent of Night of the Living Dead, the original, the black and white one, when there, there's a still shot of a couple of the zombies coming up a hill. And it's kind of reminiscent of that in my eyes. But obviously, yeah. they are, it is almost, they act slightly like zombies in this movie, but obviously they are demons because they'll talk and all the rest of it. Some of them actually sound like Porky Pig, but, you know, we're right, the rest of the movie's <laughs> daft enough. We don't need to start slagging off the way the demons talk. <laughs> um, they're fighting they're fighting the demons they keep shooting them in the belly like not one headshot in this movie which they could have they've done practical effects on the demons they're doing explosions when they're getting shot they could have worked in like a some head trauma they could have worked in an exploding head it would, that would have made it, this movie work for me but they don't uh, wait, hold on hold on wait. one one headshot would have made this movie work for you well, we do actually get a headshot, I forget, towards the end of this scene, because uh, Karate Kick and Chuck, Karate Kicks off one of their heads. <laughs> <laughs> he just proper roundhouse kicks right off. How good is that scene? It actually makes you think, though, if he has got the power in that roundhouse kick to take a head off, how come the can that he kicked at the start didn't take blonde future porn stars' head clean off? Yeah, exactly. It just kind of bounced off. Yeah. See, this, these, are, these are the questions you need to ask. Exactly. Right, so basically they don't get away from these demons. They get killed or bitten or eaten or whatever and they become demons themselves. Kind of, well, kind of all right demons. They don't really have a transformation, I think, if I remember correctly. You just kind of see them in the next kind of scene, scene or two that they are, they are uh, fully demonised. We get the next morning when our characters wake up and they, they realise uh, Chuck and his pal have disappeared. Uh, but they also see 
another car, a jeep, driving along the cat that along the uh, the field to come towards them. And there's another two characters that are arriving. That uh, why are they late? We don't know. Why are they even there? We don't know. But <laughs> the guy is dressed like he's at Wham, like he's full on got a white suit, a skeleton yeah. earring, and a mullet. And I think he looks the absolute tits. Have I told the story about my white jacket at Hamilton Palace? I don't know. Before? Well, I, I, it's not that long a story. I wore a white jacket to Hamilton Palace, and someone shouted, "Hamilton Palace is a yeah. scheming nightclub." Uh, if you if you if you stay in Hamilton, I was walking across the road, and someone shouted, "Oh, look, it's the cunt for Wham!" <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, are they good, <laughs> fucking George Michael? Look, it's fucking Andrew Ridgely." And I was like, "Oh my god." Imagine looking like the one for one, but no being good enough to be George Michael, being the shite bang one. I was fucking raging. If you took, call me George Michael, fine, I could handle that. But call me Andrew Ridgely, that, that cut deeper than any any fucking attack ever has. Anyway, he do, he definitely does look yeah. absolute tits. Um, so again, I've, I'm just criticising their acting again. The last thing they read is the most wooden actor I've ever seen. And then... Are the demons afraid of fire? Oh no! I was like, "What are the demons afraid of fire?" I think I'm trying. To, I'm. I think I'm actually trying to work this movie out right now, which is the daftest thing. That makes me <laughs> dafter than the whole movie put together. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Right. So now, now they're in the barn. Yeah. They're walking about. They're walking about trying to fight. They'll see if they can find it. And there is clearly a big fucking blood pentagram on the wall with a skeleton with a like a fucking ram's head skull on it. And they're like searching, looking at the floor never until somebody eventually turns around and sees this fucking full-on devil worship shit on the wall. And then, uh, fuck, I don't know whose character it is. Is it the new the new lassie that's just turned up or is it the, the wooden lassie that I've been slagging off? Or, or I think it's the wooden lassie I've been slagging off the whole movie. She goes up, she says that this display is beautiful and she goes up towards the head and the, the ram's head opens up and this big, huge tongue comes out and wraps around her neck and tries to pull her in. Now... <laughs> We get our main character, Corey, and is it the jock at this point? No. Is it? No, no, it's not. It's the other the Bosch guy, guy. I'm sure. Tries yeah, to, yeah. Um, they try and pull, they try and help her, they try and pull her off, like, try and get this tongue off her. Both Blindy and Wham do fuck all to help her. Like, they literally just stand there and do nothing. Would you help? Yeah. I think I'd be good in an emergency. See, Scott, I have been with you in situations that aren't anywhere near an emergency and you are a horrible person in a crisis. I beg to differ. <laughs> Even the slightest crisis. I, I'm not much better, but I'm not pretending to be. You uh, you would not help anyone. Don't start. I know what, I mean. what examples do you have to base in, in this wild accusations? Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, well, in fact, yeah. Download. Download Festival. The first... Kind of time we went away, not long after we met, I got covered in fucking severe nettle stings, my entire body, and where were you? You were sleeping. You were the only person that wasn't there. You were I was, I, because I, I was socialising with someone else <laughs> uh, from my work who I met there, and then you said, come back, come back to the tent, I think I might go for a wee sleep. So I come back to the tents. Your tent was next to mine and your tent was zipped up. I thought, oh, Liam must be sleeping. So I went into my tent and lay down and had a wee nap myself. Turns out you were away fucking socialising, meeting a whole bunch of other guys having a fucking whale of a time. And by FYI, when I found out that you get all nettle stings, that's no an emergency. That's just you being a wee whiny bitch. <laughs> oh. It's definitely an emergency because it was fucking painful. <laughs> uh, 
There's a lot of times will come to me, but yeah, yeah, I don't think you would help. I think if I... If an I, actual emergency, I would be good in. Trust me. Yeah, like a medical emergency, maybe, but a, a tongue coming out of a skull, strangling you, or strangling your pal, you're not there to help. No chance. I mean, it'll be there to help you. <laughs> right. So, they, um, so, yeah, so they leave the girl to be sucked into this uh, ram's head skeleton, and they all fuck off. And they get back to the, the cabin, and and one of these demons falls up from upside down from the roof and Cody's got this magic dagger for somewhere did we find out where he got that from because I I was paying attention to this film yeah, at one point he just pulls it out and it's like there's two of them wrapped in a towel and then he puts one of them down his jumper which is the one he then brings out now it's because he's been carrying right. it the whole time even though his jacket's actually been open up until this point so so there, are, there is actually two of them because I was going to ask that question later on when the next part happens but um, yeah. so he pulls the dagger out and he stabs this uh, demon in the head with it like that's hanging upside down so I'm like the dagger's a one time deal then so it's, it's a bit, bit of shit isn't it that's just how demon daggers work man Ugh. there's only so much there's only so much magic and power in them you can't just use it willy nilly it's no it's it, you don't you don't just have a demon dagger that you can only use once that's like pointless so you just be like well what's the point there's like 40 demons outside I might as well just... What, happen, what difference does it make if there's 41? But it's like a video game. You would get a dagger. You would, on Resident Evil, you wouldn't realise it was the most powerful one. You'd use it on just like some sort of fucking Zed character. And then when it comes to the boss level, you're fucked. You're going to need to go back to the last save and start again and no use the dagger. So in real life, you'd maybe do the same. I, in real life, I would just keep my hands on the dagger and pull it back out again. But... It's maybe still not get the power, so like next time it might not kill a demon, and then you're in close range because you've had to use the wee hand dagger, and it's not working, so you're fucked. Mm. Right. See, told you, you'd be, you'd be shite in a crisis. No, I'd be at the front of the, I'd be at the front of the queue stabbing cunts with my wee my wee dagger. Aye, but if it if it only works once, then technically you're you're, you're being useless at the front. If, but if it only works once, then I'm being even more heroic. Or stupid. You know, it's, sometimes people say that a hero and stupid idiot is the same thing. <laughs> who, who said that? I did, so if it, that's actually quite a good quote, so that's what put that as my memorable quotes. A hero <laughs> and an idiot is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they all go back into the, the cabin and they shut the door, right? So they've been, pretty much this whole movie, when they've been inside this cabin, they've been battering like, the doors, they've been boarding up the windows, right? So it's pretty good in this scene to see that all their hard work pays off because all the window boards just fall off. <laughs> but that's that's really true to life because if someone wanted to get in and you put a board up, you've only put like two screws in, it definitely would come off quite easy. But they just, but it just, they just the way they just fall in, you're like... A demon power, man. It's demon magic. Yeah. You just don't see it. Right, so this is when Posh Boy breaks off and he goes into the back room for, I can't remember what, he's fucking some reason. They've got a reason why he goes into the back room. And there's a wee bit of a, uh, watch yourself, good luck to you two. And I'm like, well, they're never going to see each other again. <laughs> Which is, is true. That's how it happens. Yep. Um, they start shooting at demons. I'm like, I was I was going to ask when's he going to run out of bullets. Literally when he, he asked for more ammo. So I was like, fair enough, they don't like skimp over that thing they actually has to reload the gun he just keeps shooting them in the belly I'm like shoot some of them in the head please and my then favorite bit, my favourite bit that you've skipped was when they run out of ammo they're like oh uh, 
get more ammo and the main guy says oh check Bonnie's bag I was like why does Bonnie just carry fucking ammo around <laughs> in her bag never explained that's it move on <laughs> this is when uh, Blondie fucking brings out the dagger and stabs one of these cunts again I'm like when the fuck did she get the dagger but you told me that there's two yeah there's two Right. I don't know why I don't know why there's two because a relic like that you think there would only be one rather than two but who yeah. knows yeah Wait, she stabs Posh Boy, doesn't she? Because Posh Boy gets bit in the hand and then he turns into a demon. But for yeah. some reason, he turns into a demon that he's like, he's full on, still looks like he's still got his glasses on and everything. Like his transformation didn't knock his glasses off. So she takes the dagger and she stabs him in the eye. And then some really dodgy graphics swing about when he when he turns, I think, does he turn back into himself? Then he turns into like a 12 year old kid. Then he turns into like a toddler. And then he turns into a dove. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck was that all about? They try and explain later and say that I seen his soul. But he didn't, he? You seen a pigeon? <laughs> a white fucking pigeon? That's actually what happens when you die. Right, is it? <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Keep going, you've, you've not got long left. Come on. Oh, right, so uh, does Bonnie come back? Is this when Bonnie comes back? Bonnie comes back as a ghost, but that's just before before he dies. She comes floating in and smoke like it's a, it's a fucking 80s music video. Yeah, that's right, I, and then shouting for help and then goes away again. But are you sure she doesn't come back again? Or have I just have I, have I literally just skipped a whole bunch of parts? Like, Were you this... awake? Were you awake the whole time this time? Yeah. No, I, I really, huh? really watched this time, yeah. Yeah. How, so after... how, 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 how does it feel that in all the movies we've watched recently, this is the one that you stayed awake for? Oh, my God. Honestly. <laughs> so, I don't know how we've, we've got to this part, but basically it's, this is the big bad who's, who's come up at the end, right? So it's like the, the mega demon. Is it also the, the oh, comes wait. back to the priest? Like, that's right, aye. The priest who's actually the gas station attendant. Now, is that just happens to be the same actor or is that actually meant to be the same character? I don't know, it's the same character. So he's right. rounded up all the, the demons. Again, like you said, the kind of Night and Eleven Dead ending. And then he says, like, oh, my, my lambs or my, my, my flock... Yeah. Come to me, and it's just the most dodgy, weird special effects where they like they all turn yellow, and they go into him, and he suddenly is this big, fucking demon that again, like you said, much like but Buffy the Vampire Slayer baddie or the the Power Rangers, and he is now the big bad. He's I don't know if he's meant to be the devil or just like the the worst demon. Satanic Jesus, he's meant to be. Satanic Jesus. Yeah. Does it say that? It says something along those lines, yeah. Oh, I love this movie even more. <laughs> right, oh my god, I've just totally remembered the part that I forgot about this fucking film. Right, so... <laughs> right, so he turns into big satanic Jesus, right? And then, for some reason, Bonnie comes back. He then pulls Bonnie in and starts kind of kissing her neck, but he's actually biting through her neck and sucking her blood out. Uh-huh. And you see Bonnie like that. And then it cuts to seeing him sucking the blood out. Then it cuts back to Bonnie and they put a grey wig on her. In fact, I think she's just actually an old woman. Like, I think they've got an old woman come in and going, ah! She's getting all her essence sucked out. And then it cuts back again and then back to the next, back again. And it's now a skeleton just covered in, like, gooey blood. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why did she turn into an old woman when he was drinking her blood? Because he's sucking all the youth out of her. <laughs> oh, man. Right. You're just raging because you're at the, like, the stage in your life that you would be the, the middle part of that. Like, I'd be the youthful lassie getting sucked. 
you'd be the old one, and then just after that's the the, the skeleton. It's death. Yeah, I I can sense bitterness in you. <laughs> right now, am I, are we at the part of this movie where he reads some kind of passage from a special book? Uh, it's from the di- his grand's diary. Aye, that's fucking right. Aye, his grand's diary. <laughs> <laughs> and this this. <laughs> This does something to him. Is this right? Is this are we at this part yet? <laughs> yeah, it turns him into like a kind of conehead. What? What in the <laughs> holy fuck does he turn into? It's just like a. It is like a weird alien conehead. It kind of reminds me of like a Clive Barker thing. Uh, like it's just not. It's meant to be strange and otherworldly, but I don't. I don't understand why it looks like that. It reminds me like. <laughs> The aliens for cocoon or something. Aye. <laughs> so there's a part in this where uh, Satanic Jesus knocks him to the ground, and then he wakes up, and it's like all his friends are back again. I'm like, I swear to fuck, if this is a dream movie, it can get to fuck right now. <laughs> but it it doesn't. It's his friends are all standing around, and you've got Jock back again, and you've got Posh Boy back again. But I'm sure Bonnie's still an old woman. Like in this dream, <laughs> she's got the wee grey wig. You, you missed the the bit where you gave the best line last night when you were watching it, and you messaged me and said, "He's actually just speared the devil." <laughs> 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 when he rugby tackles satanic Jesus. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I fucking know. I've literally lost <laughs> semblance of what is happening in this. In this <laughs> it, like he he wakes back up and he is still this this um, angel like alien face thing um, the devil the zombie uh, satanic Jesus isn't dead and yeah he runs across and just properly spears him <laughs> he fucking, yeah. but do you know what I noticed right He's, this is actually before this right so he turns around because the uh, satanic Jesus actually goes towards the blonde bird and you see him he's actually got a wee devil pitchfork did you notice that <laughs> yeah yeah, <I> did. <laughs> that's just to show that he's obviously the devil Oh man, and then that, this is there's my note there. How oh, you, Lucifer? You're getting speared. <laughs> it's like, like this is like I'm right at the end of my notes here. I've, my next note is I don't get this. It's so shite, <laughs> and I don't even remember how it, how it properly ends. Like I don't, I he's don't know what. He's in the ruins in the house, and he kind of looks at the blonde bird and laughs like that way. Oh shit, we we've just survived this, and then he drives back up to the gas station. Where the girl that they spoke to earlier that like served them food is still a demon, and they just point the book at her and it just shoots off the crappy graphics and kills right. her. It's as if they two are now going to be like demon hunters. There was a planned sequel for this movie. No but, fucking way. <laughs> but it never came about. But good. it'd be quite good just following those two about as as demon hunters, like try to run away from the wind, or try to run into the wind to hunt the demons because they'd be shite demon hunters if they ran away from it. And it's just then they get back in the car and they drive away along the same like glen as they drove in, and this is when you get to see the wee lassie that points sticks at cars again, but this time she's an actual demon. Okay, and then that's it. It ends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I totally forgot a scene. Right, I forgot a scene. I see. It's either the the jock. No, it's when the posh boy turns into a demon before she stabs him in the eyes. He uses his, his wee creepy demon hands to feel her tits. <laughs> <laughs> See, right, you've had fun watching it. You've had fun talking about notes. So, before you rate it, 
remember how much fun you've had watching it and that's what the movie's for fun not logic not intelligence not to try and work out like fucking triangle last week it's just to be fun karate tits fucking explosions headshots body shots demons tits <laughs> lassie <laughs> demons it's get everything do you think that they thought they were making a serious movie or do you think they thought they were making a, a joke movie like a for a laugh? I think it, somebody watched The Evil Dead and thought or got drunk or got stoned or got, got high in some way and thought oh, it'd be funny if we made our own version of The Evil Dead. And then when they actually could do it they made their own version of The Evil Dead. Didn't really think about plot, didn't really think about character development didn't really think about any kind of logic, just thought, fuck it, let's just have fun with this. And that's what you get. It is just a like a, a parody that's not meant to be a parody of Evil Dead. It totally is like that of the Evil Dead, isn't it? That's what I was thinking that quite a lot when I was like through it. And it, the practical effects are decent, apart not the not the laser beams or the kind of like when they transform, but the actual practical makeup and stuff isn't that bad. Yeah. I'll give you that, yeah. And it's fun. It's one of the movies that I bought in America. The, the front cover looked cool as fuck, and it was like one of those lenticular covers. So the demon is like out the window and it crashes through the window. And I bought it, and when I watched it, I was the same as you. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I don't understand any of that. Did I fall asleep? Did Does it just not make sense? And then watched it again, and... Then found all the bits that we just talked about funny, the karate kick, all, all that shit. I was like, this is actually really endearing to watch because I think they're in the joke as well. They're just making a grindhouse movie. It's no meant to be a fucking world breaker. And I, I'm so glad I actually own this on Blu-ray. And I think I paid, if you count shipping and stuff, I think I paid something like 25 quid for it. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is the reason why you you want to say it's good because you, you don't want to admit that you've paid a lot of money for an absolute pile of dog shit no because no, I paid £18 for tra- <laughs> trash humpers and I am the first to admit that trash humpers is fucking awful <laughs> <laughs> but then, then, then this, came, this came on uh, Amazon Prime in the UK for free and I thought I know what I'll get Scott to watch just for a laugh. To be honest, I didn't actually expect you to stay awake throughout it. I thought this would be one that you would fall asleep during. So I'm so proud of you and so glad that you stayed awake during <laughs> it. And I think it's even more hilarious that this is the one you stayed awake for. Not Demons, not... Uh, or you did, you did stay awake for Triangle. Uh, but I'm so glad that you wasted an hour and a half on this <laughs> just because of me. It's brilliant. <laughs> I say wasted. It's not wasted at all because it was fun and you'll remember it and I think that at some point down the line you'll watch this again and find it endearing. Well, on that note, let's go into my final <laughs> summation and this is what I've wrote. I don't think I'll ever watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> the acting was wooden, the story was full of holes and everyone looked like some version of Emilio Estevez. The practical effects were okay, but the CGI was awful. Five demon copper feels out of ten. Five? A five. That's well more I thought you would give it there. Really? After what you've just said about it, there's no danger I thought you'd give it a five. I'm well chuffed with a five. I was agreeing with like your 
chat about how it, there was enjoyment in how daft it was. And there was, that's true, there was enjoyment in how daft it was. It doesn't make sense, so I probably won't rush to put it back on again. But after discussing it, I might, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of time to come, maybe be searched for something and think, ah, fuck it, let me try this again. Yeah, drunk with your pals. Imagine we're just round and hanging about and somebody goes, pause, put on Demon Wind. You're going to be like, oh shit, yeah. And you're going to find all the stupid, daft, illogical bits funny. And that's what you want in a movie. You want, a, you want an experience that is enjoyable. You don't want to be racking your brains all the time, thinking about it for days afterwards, trying to make sense of the plot. If I've wanted to then really overthink things and work for it, then I'll go do something else. I won't watch a movie. I won't watch a movie because they just put it on screen and show me this is going to be mad, so enjoy it, and then after it, who cares, you don't need to think about it, and that's what this is, the same as all these Who Be movies, they're just fun, and they, they deserve the cult status, they deserve the re-releases in Blu-ray, so more folk can watch them, because I, I would actually feel put out if I had went through my entire life without seeing that can-kicking karate kick scene. It's just, I, I couldn't believe it, I seen it, it came out absolutely nowhere, I was, I was just Shocked, <laughs> and also, why is he a magician? They never explain that. <laughs> and he throws his cape away, and then that's it. Bye, bye magicians. <laughs> he puts him some, he puts him some dub, double denim straight away. There was no need for them to be magicians whatsoever. Yeah, I would give it, and I feel honest about it. I'd probably give it a six just because of how fun it is. Uh, it's not, it's never going to grace anyone's top like 200 horror movies, but it's a memorable one and it's fun. And as Andy on IMDb said, I've seen bigger production look much more poor. (laughs) (laughs) It makes a fair point. So Demon Wind was not the one that I've managed to convert you with? No, no. Ah, dang it. (laughs) Yeah, so that was Demon Wind from 1990. I'm glad that we're finished talking about that shite. So anyway, (laughs) we'll be back to finish up the show after this short break. My life fades, the vision dims, all that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos, ruined dreams, wasted land. But most of all, I remember the podcasts, the man we called Witch. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time. A time when the doomsday clock ticked ever closer to Armageddon. You can still find The Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock Podcast by searching for WYCH on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Memories may decline, but movies live forever. Right, so what else have we been doing since this last week? I've found I actually have to watch any kind of movies uh, or TV shows, to be honest with you. But what I did do um, last night was uh, I downloaded Metal Gear Solid 5 from the Xbox Live Marketplace. It was They do a deal for, if you're on gold and they give you games for free every now and again. So this one I managed to catch 
it was meant to be fifty two ninety nine. Got it for free, which is always a bonus. But I literally played it for about fifty five minutes last night, and nothing had happened. It was set up like a like a movie. Like the Kiefer Sullivan didn't do the voice, and my character was supposed to have been in a coma for seven years or nine years, and he was like, it literally took. I feel as if it took nine years to get fucking the game up and going. Is but that is that now, where you're going through the house and it's kind of on fire? Or wherever it is you are, the hospital. Yeah, the, the hospital, yeah, yeah, and you're crawling yeah. about for ages until you eventually can stand up. I'm like, for fuck's sake, man. Yeah, I get quite, I get quite bored of that uh, yeah. after a few hours of gameplay when it came out. Because it, it, was, it was too open world, like, there was too many choices. Like, you could go and do a mission yeah. anywhere, but not the Grand Theft Auto fun type like that. Like, I, I kind of need pointed in the right direction at times, and it was just too... There's too many choices and I couldn't handle it. Yeah, and it's like it's too Metal Gear Solid the way that you need to sneak around all the time. Like I'm just running, just want to keep shooting folk, but you end up getting killed that way. Whereas I remember the original Metal Gear Solid, you would get the wee radar and you could see where they were looking, so you would know where to hide. But this is like too realistic in the way that literally like a guy like fucking forty feet away could see me looking at him through my burp my dot binoculars, and I was like through my burp my dot through my burp my dot through my burp my dot binoculars, and I was like. What? So, so realistic, yet if you put a cardboard box in your head, the guy still looks by it as if, <laughs> yeah. as if you aren't yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's quite good that you got it for free, though. Yeah, that was alright. I'm was i looking for State of Decay, because that's just out, and, I've, I've, um, and, I, and I've, I've not got my hands on that yet, but they do a thing called Game Pass just now on Xbox. I don't know if they do a similar thing on PlayStation, but for like a tenner a month, you can literally play any game that exists on Xbox One. That's pretty cool. I don't, well, to be honest, it's been a while since I've been on my PlayStation, so I don't actually know if they yeah. do that. It sounds pretty cool. Like, as in brand yeah. new games as well. Yeah, well, state, it's definitely State of the Case on it. I think it's up-to-date games. Uh, but uh, the only reason I'm not doing it is because I don't think I will get the use out of it. Like, I don't play games that much. Yeah. Because you're watching classics such as Demon Wind. Aye, fuck aye. Right. Hey, I'm much the same this week. I've not had a whole lot of time to watch things but the the divide is now on Shudder which is directed by the guy that did the one from Fright Fest uh, Cold Skin I can't remember his fucking uh-huh. name uh, Xavier Xavier Gens and it's I think I actually talked about it before the Fright Fest it's it all happens like after a nuclear explosion and they're all in this bunker but after like 25 minutes it goes so fucking dark and bleak that it's what it's what is worth a watch if you if you've never seen it and you're into kind of nuclear survival shit, it's it's good and gory and and this what is this on? It's on Shudder. Right, because I'm sure this was on Netflix for a while as well, and and I always fancied watching it, but never actually went through with it and watched it. I think I think you told me it was on Netflix, and uh, I, I never seen it on it, but obviously I wasn't looking for it. But yeah, I think you told me it was. Yeah, it's really it's good. It's wild. And I think it's a movie a bit like Marmite. You'll love it or hate it. I don't know if you'll sit on yeah. the fence with it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. So check that out. Yeah, I think I will. So last week, seeing our total downloads and listens from 2018 surpass our total downloads and listens from 2017, and we're only in May, and that shit is fucking crazy. It is, it is really, it really is amazing. I'm really 
can't thank you all enough for, for listening to this uh, wee show that we do and uh, sticking by us, uh, old listeners, new listeners and all you guys in between. So really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. If you've listened once or if you've listened 50 times, thanks. We really, really appreciate it. For everyone in the group, everyone that interacts with us, thank you. And all, all our podcasts and the hosts that are having us on as guests and giving us shout outs and talking about us, we really appreciate it. And it cements our friendship because without this, me and Scott wouldn't even speak to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but that shit, that shit is absolutely bananas. Like, to still have fucking... N-A-N-A-S. Yeah. To still have, like, still over half a year left to go and we've beat last year's figures. And last year's figures, at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that that's how many people listen to us or that's how many people are, are actually downloading our shit. That I, I can't believe we surpassed it. I'm, I'm awestruck. Kind of makes it uh, a wee bit of pressure on what we're supposed to do for 2019 right enough, but... I know, 2019, I'll sack it. There's no, there's no danger. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's no danger I can go out to 2019 and face, uh, face a challenge like topping this year because... It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for everyone that listens, thank you very much. And if you're new to the show, keep listening. And that thanks is also for you. And if you have only just stumbled across this episode, but you have no idea on where to find more information or how to get in touch with us, then Scott, tell them how they can do it. Well, as always, you can find us on our website. That's www.scottandliamversusevil.com. And on there, you'll find all the links and buttons that will take you to all our relevant SoundClouds and iTunes and Facebooks. But if you want to go straight to the places, you can find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Evil. You can find us on Twitter at scottandliamversus. We're on Instagram at scottandliamversusevil. And you can do it the old-fashioned way and email us to uh, scottandliamversusevil at hotmail.com. And we'll see you guys next week with Scott's pick. So it's not going to be as fun as Demon Wind. But it's going to be a good movie. <laughs> <laughs>